fun. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, I'm going to take your picture because this is a fun sight. I got lots of people praying for you guys today. All right, act excited. Ready? One, two, three. Love it. All right, we're going to get started. Hi, hi, hi. My name is Kelly. You just met me like 30 seconds ago over there. So my name's still Kelly. Um, this is going to be a really practical workshop for you guys. If you want to learn how to share your faith and make a difference in your schools, you're in the right place. Uh, this is going to be super practical. I really want you guys to feel inspired today by other students that are killing it. They're just rocking it on their campuses. This is happening at students in, at, with students at schools around the nation, guys. Um, we are co coaching schools, uh, about 300 different schools. We're getting to coach um, students in different schools all around the nation, so you guys are not alone. So I want you to feel inspired, and I want you to walk away with some practical training so that you leave going, I can, I can do this. So I want to know from you, how many of you guys go to public school? Lots of public school. Great. How many of you go to private school? Great. Glad you're here. How many of you guys are homeschooled? Yeah. yeah. I was actually homeschooled most of my life, so there you go. And I have a heart for public school ministry now, too. God can use you in whatever school that you're at, so don't check out. God will use you in whatever school situation you are in. That's what I believe. Okay, there, um, in your packet that I just gave you are a couple things. There's a, a handout um, that you can fill out. Because this is so practical, start taking notes. Just follow along. There's also a response card. You can fill out the top portion, and then we will turn that in at the end. And then there's some uh, materials for you. There's a gospel track there, and there's a life book. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But the, the handout is grab that now. You're going to start taking notes right away. Okay, why are you here? Here's my question. Why are you here? This is interactive. And why do you think that it's important to share your faith? What are you seeing in your friends? Think about your friends as they walk the halls of your schools. Think about the conversations that you're having with your friends. What conversations are you having? What are they facing? What are the problems happening right now that the gospel can interact with? What are you guys seeing in your friends? Somebody shout it out. What are you seeing right now in your, in your friends' lives? Shout it out. Them being lost. Them being lost. Shout it out. Depression. Depression. Yep. Curious. I like that answer. They are curious. More curious than you would think. Yeah. Anxiety. anxiety deep anxiety. Yeah. Drugs, for sure. Insecurity. Temptation. Temptation. <laughs> All the time. Yep. They are stubborn. Yep. Holy Spirit can work on hearts. He's the convictor. Yeah. They need proof, yeah. They're, they want science, yeah. Go ahead, last one. They don't know their purpose. I really like that. Guys, I really truly believe that all of the things that you just mentioned are physical problems of a, physical symptoms of a spiritual problem. The things that you're seeing outwardly need Jesus, period. That actually Jesus can make a difference in the lives of your friends. I truly believe that. Think of your friends, just put one face in mind and just think, man, what could God do? How could God bring freedom? How could God break addiction? How could God give purpose? How could God help them see that there's hope beyond the circumstances of this crappy life that we're in? Think about your life without Jesus. Your friends need Jesus. So maybe you want to make a difference, but you just don't know how. That's okay. 
We're going to help you. And I really want you to, this is what I want you to believe. God can use you. Don't, don't let the negatives pop in yet. No, you can't. Yes, you can. God can use you and you and you and you. And God can use you guys as individuals. Let me tell you about a student. His name is Jackson. Jackson is a student. You got a picture? Yeah, there we go. Jackson. Jackson is a student at Richards High School. He's out in Chicago, actually. And he decided to become a decision point leader. He said, basically, I want to help make a difference in my school, and I want to do something about it. So we trained him. He started a Christian club. He held an outreach event on his campus. They started to pass out Chick-fil-A on his campus. Who doesn't like Chick-fil-A, right? Passed out Chick-fil-A, passed out Bibles, passed out gospel tracts, invited all of his friends to come to a week, a week-long blitz of the gospel on his campus. And whoever said that students are curious, you're right. Students are curious, and they aren't going to church, and they don't know where to turn, and they're Googling questions that they have about God, what could go wrong. Okay, so then uh, Jackson hosted this Christian outreach on his campus, and 270 of his peers came to hear about Jesus. And they got saved at lunch. It can happen. Well, one of the students that came, his name was Muhammad. Muhammad came every single day that week because he was curious. And he wanted to know about who this Jesus was because in his family, he wasn't allowed to learn about Jesus. He was a Muslim. He came, and by the end of the week, he got saved. And he said to, uh, when uh, Jackson followed up with him, he said, I am no longer a Muslim. I have decided to follow Jesus. He experienced the love of Christ. And then he gets on social media, which I just love, and he says this, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend intentional time knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Jackson is nothing special. He's just a kid who, who followed the call of God on his life, and then we gave him some training, and we turned him loose, and look what God did. He saved his friend on his campus with others as well. That can happen with you. If God can use Jackson, God can use you. But... You might be thinking, um, I don't know. I don't know if God can actually use me. Like, anybody feel insecure? You can put, like, one of these little hands up. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You can put a hand up. Like, uh, I don't know. I want to share with you guys three scriptures to remind you that you don't go about this alone. You are just a normal person. I'm just a normal person. Jackson's just a normal person. Matthew, the guy I talked about on stage, is just a normal person. But check out what could happen if the Holy Spirit works with you. Ephesians 3 Matthew 28 and 1 Timothy 4. I want to share with you guys encouragement. Ephesians 3 tells you that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could even ask or think. God is able to. You are not able to. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ask or think on your campus. So think about something that could happen on your campus with your friends. Man, I would love to see my friend Joe get saved. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or think. Second, God promises, and he gave us the, the great commission and told us to go out and make disciples. Do you know how, the, the power that's behind us when we go out and make disciples? He is with us. Matthew 28 reminds us that he is with us in that. And then lastly, 1 Timothy 4 says, who cares if you're young? God can use you while you're young. He can absolutely use you while you are young. So we are seeing even middle schoolers lead gospel outreaches on their campus. 12-year-olds killing it. And students that are curious are coming to know about Jesus. And at a time in their life when they could choose atheism and they could choose this and that and all the things, they are finding Jesus. That can happen at your school. So last thing I want to tell you to encourage you that this is possible is you might have the doubt in your mind, especially for you public school kids. Public school kids, raise your hand again. Is this actually possible in public school? I've been told you can't actually do this. 
wrong. You actually can do this. It is absolutely 100% legal for you to share the gospel in your public schools. What? That's awesome. And most of the time, your administrators just purely don't know that. They don't hate you. They probably don't hate God. They're not out to shut you down. But they probably are just afraid of getting in trouble because someone told them people can't talk about Jesus in public schools. But, they, but you actually can for two main reasons, two things. The First Amendment, this is First Amendment, guys, freedom of speech. You as students don't drop your freedom of speech at the door when you go onto campus. So you can openly talk about Jesus, read the Bible and pass it out in school. You can give that to friends. You can wear Christian clothes. You can actually witness. We're going to talk about this. You can share. I could come and talk to you on your campus about Jesus openly without any fear whatsoever of getting in trouble ever, ever, ever. I hope that makes you feel empowered. One second, we're going to keep going. The next thing I want to tell you is the Equal Access Act. Most people don't know this. This, how many of you guys, I'm going to talk about this in just a minute, but how many of you are involved in a Christian club on your campus? If you are involved in a Christian club on your campus, you have every right in the world. It is glorious. Use it, guys. Use the opportunities that the federal government has given you that most people don't even know that they have. If one club can do something on campus, any club can do something on campus. So if there's a chess club or a sports club or I don't know, whatever other extracurricular club is on your campus, you can, we're going to keep going, we'll do questions later, you can uh, reserve a room on campus, you can bring in a guest speaker, like I talked about with Matthew, he brought in an ex-NFL player. That's awesome. You can bring your pastor on campus, you can uh, reserve rooms, pass out flyers, put, put up posters, all those things. And when the administrator says, whoa, 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 there's Jesus happening on my campus? Yeah, completely legal. And you can say that with the utmost confidence and respect to say, yes, under the Equal Access Act, I can share my faith openly on my campus. We're not forcing it upon students. Students can come and leave if they want to. If they want to come, great. But the curious students will come. So I want to give you guys that empowerment. So now that you know all that's on your side, God's on your side, the law's on your side, what can you do? I'm going to show you guys a video, and I want to ask you this question while you watch this video. What if God used you to reach your friends? What if God reached you to, used you to reach your school? What if God used you to reach your generation? We're losing your generation, guys. They need Jesus more than ever before. So check out this video to see what students are doing in Arizona. Sharing the gospel at, at Cienega is something I feel I have to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in this, in this dark room. It's hurting so bad and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and just how much God loves us and unconditionally because it's such like just a broken world and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by like following the crowd and there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke 
on the gospel. Some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world. And I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus. And for me, this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that, I, that I'm going to need. Especially during Outreach Week, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden, the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past, and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. Love it. Isn't that cool? It's cool to see it, right? So tell me, what stands out to you from that video? Shout it out. What did you like seeing? What stood out to you? Say, say it out loud. The amount of people there. Shocking, huh? You think nobody will come? They'll come. What else? What stood out to you? How many people looked interested? How many people looked interested? Yep. More. Yeah. Yeah, the courage that they had. I love that because they're just normal students but they just stepped out and watched God work. One more. Yeah. The, guys, the, all your student friends are stuck at your school for a whole year or four years. That's a genius mission field. Just a little trick. Okay, so to lead on campus outreach like that, what does it take? It takes the leaders of the Christian club to make it happen. Under the Equal Access Act, what we talked about, to do outreaches like this, it takes Christian club leaders. So raise your hand if you currently are a Christian club leader. Okay, got a couple. Okay, how many of you guys are involved in a Christian club? Say it again. Okay, so for those of you, I'm going to talk to you guys in different settings just so you guys know your situation. So for those of you that are already running Christian clubs, we can help you tomorrow. We can, as a ministry, Decision Point Ministry, can give you guys resources to help you have an effective Christian club. We will not take over. It's still your club. But we can give you incredible resources. Um, go to the next page. We're just going to rattle through these. We can send you a guide for the whole year of how you can actually do all of this outreach on campus. Uh, go to the next one. We can give you a plan for you to actually have content for you to run your Christian club. How do you actually do this in a gospel-centered way? We have videos online, lots of training videos for you. Um, we'll send you this really cool starter pack in the mail with all kinds of fun swag for you guys to make this um, come to life for you. Um, okay, now... So that's for you guys as leaders. You can apply to be a Decision Point leader. You can go onto our website, decisionpoint.org uh, slash camp. You'll see it at the bottom of your worksheet. You can go on and apply right now, you guys that are existing Christian club leaders, and you can apply and we'll give you personalized coaching. So our ministry will help you. So youth pastors, I can talk to you more about this too, but we can help your students and we can directly as a ministry empower your club leaders. If you're not a club leader, but you're a club member, Go back to your club leaders and tell them also all the awesome, cool things that they can do. Go cast vision. This video that you just watched is on our website. You can take this video, go show the club leaders. Maybe they just have never thought about outreach. Join leadership and make this happen. You can absolutely do that. Apply, and then we'll do that. So it's just one step away. You just have to make this happen for all of you that aren't the exact club leaders. If there's not a Christian club on your campus, go start one. 
Why not the laws in your favor? So go on our website. Again, there's another video there. How do I actually start a Christian club? Real simple. Do that, then apply for coaching. You seeing the theme here? So just go get your club going and we'll give you everything that you need. Uh, for those of you that are in Christian schools, uh, this doesn't stop. You can absolutely do this in your Christian schools. There's so many students on your campus that don't know about Jesus still, and peer-to-peer -peer evangelism is huge. For those of you that are homeschooled, I love the guy that's cheering in the middle, you have time. It's amazing. Find one of your friends that's leading these clubs and go support them in whatever way you can, and you can actually go witnessing after school on campus with them, which is really, really fun. Did I miss anybody? Oh, yeah, anybody that is graduating seniors this year, a graduating senior, when you go to college, you can actually do this in college. You can help the high schools near your college. So if that's interesting to you, I'm not going to take questions because we've got so much to go over. But um, um, if, if this is interesting to you as, as a graduating senior, write that down and we can follow up with you. Okay, so all of that. That's all on the outreach side of things. So how can you do outreach events like Matthew, like I mentioned from the stage? All those reasons that I just said. There's lots of resources past this. Write it down on your response card and we will personally follow up with you to give you whatever resources that you need. But beyond outreach, now let's just talk the gospel in general. How can we share the gospel this year very practically? I'm gonna give you three challenges, okay? It's on your paper. We're gonna give you three challenges we're gonna walk through, and I hope that you take these challenges today. Three practical ways that you can share your faith this year. The first one is the Pray Five challenge. The second one is the Give God's Word challenge. And the third is the Go Witness challenge. Students across the nation are taking these challenges right now, which is so fun, so you're not alone. Okay, first and foremost, prayer. When you think about sharing your faith, where do you start? Pray. It's the most powerful tool that you can possibly have, and it's God that changes hearts, period. So the Pray 5 challenge is simply this. Ready? Commit to pray for five of your friends for five weeks for five minutes a day. I said that backwards. Pray for five of your friends for five weeks for five minutes a day. That's it. And then watch God work. What are you praying for specifically? Not just that they would get saved, even though that's ultimately the goal, that you want your friends to come to know the Lord, but that God would specifically open up an opportunity for you to share your faith with them. That's the scary prayer. It's an easier prayer, I think, sometimes to pray, Lord, would you please save so-and-so. It's a harder prayer and a more growing prayer for you if you started to pray, Lord, would you give me the opportunity to pray? And then when God opens the opportunity, Lord, would you give me the courage and the ability and the confidence to actually share my faith? That's the prayer. If you pray that five minutes a day for five of your friends for five weeks, you know what's going to happen? God's going to change your heart and God's going to start opening doors. It's going to happen, I promise you. When you start praying that God would open up an opportunity for you, God will give you the opportunity. It's so fun. And then you pray that God would give you the, the ability to do so. Colossians 4 says this, pray steadfastly, pray for an open door, pray that I would clearly share the gospel and pray for boldness. Write that verse down and start to meditate on it. God, would you help me? I want to pray steadfastly, five minutes, five, five weeks, would you give me an open door? Ask him to do it, and he will. Would you help me to clearly share the gospel? We're going to talk about that in a little while. And would you pray for boldness? That was Paul's prayer. And what if you guys spent the next five weeks praying like Paul? What would happen? I'm going to read to you something from a friend of mine. His name is DJ. DJ was a student that we coached in school, and he took the Pray 5 challenge. This is what he said. 
He said, I began to pray every day that God would give me opportunities to share my faith and that I would be courageous enough to take those opportunities when they showed up. Soon enough, I was looking all over for these moments, and guess what? I was finding these moments everywhere. The coolest thing that happened my senior year was the opportunity that God gave me to share the gospel with my best friend. While eating Mongolian barbecue, we began talking about eternity, God, and the gospel. The conversation opened the door for multiple other conversations about the gospel and the questions that he had. That year, my friend gave his life to Jesus. And now, years later, we still get together every week and talk, pray, and serve the church together. They're now both pastors in the same city. Was personal witnessing awkward, he said? Yep. Sure it was. Was it worth it? A million times, yes. What if this summer you guys began to pray for Daniel? So I'm going to take out your worksheet right now, and I want you now, if you're willing to take the Pray 5 challenge, write down five people, the first five people that come to mind that you would commit to pray for for five minutes a day for the next five weeks. Your best friend, your friend you've wanted to talk to about the Lord, maybe somebody on campus that you're like, that person would never get saved. Who knows what God could do? Paul got saved. Maybe. You can do six, you can do 12, you can do however. Take a few minutes now. Can I hear something? No? All right, take those, take those few minutes and come up with the, the few people that come to mind. My husband and I have a Pray 5 list, and I love it. I'm not in school anymore, so I now have a neighbor on it and a cousin and a friend. And I'm praying actively that the Lord would give me opportunities to share the gospel with those people. And then I would have the boldness to actually do it. All right, one more minute. First five people that come to mind, who is the Holy Spirit putting on your mind to pray for this summer? All right, who's going to take the Pray 5 challenge? Let's do it, guys. A whole summer of prayer. Think about how cool it would be to start your school after praying for these people and to see what God's going to do. Okay, the next challenge that I'm going to give you is the Give God's Word Challenge. Super practical. Guess what you're going to do? I bet none of you are this smart. What do you think you're going to do with this challenge? Give God's Word. Wow, you're so smart, guys. We have really, really deep challenges over here. Okay, God's word is powerful, guys. God's word is powerful. And did you know, I don't know if you even think about this with your friends, most of them probably don't have a Bible. Most of them have probably never read the Bible. And their understanding of God right now is this big. They don't know the God that loves them. They don't have any idea. They've never opened the Bible. What if you took an opportunity as students and you banded together and you went onto your campus and you said, hey, I want to give you the word of God. Or in this case, you have a life book. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. This would be a great thing for you to give. So um, one thing I want to tell you, statistically, did you know that statistically 50% of your friends, one out of two, one out of two, have never even heard John 3.16? Yeah. It's your favorite verse. Good. It should be your favorite verse. God so loved the world that he gave his son, and we should tell everybody that. And most people don't know that, and most people don't have any relationship with God. They're not going to church, and they don't have a Bible. So let's change that. As the church, let's give people the word of God. So this is what I'm challenging you to do. Pick a date this fall. Grab some friends. 
Maybe as a youth group, you guys could do this together. However this works, do this as a Christian club. Pick a date. I'm going to put a date on your mind. October 7th. Write this down. October 7th is National Bring Your Bible to School Day. Anyone know that? That's okay. National Bring Your Bible to School Day. Let's just rock the nation with Bibles. Let's get the word of God into the hands of students. So if you guys together, you ordered, I'm just going to give you one example, these life books. You see these life books? These life books that we have right here, it's another organization. It's not our ministry. They will send you as many life books as you want for free. Free, free. You just have to ask your youth pastor to order them on your behalf. They will send your church and your youth pastor as many Bibles. So you could say as a club, what school do you go to? What is it? Franklin. Franklin. You could say at Franklin, hey, I'm going to get together with my friends, and I want to on one day pass out 200 life books to all of our friends. And we're going to get some free pizza, or we're going to get some ice cream, and we're going to say, hey, today at lunch, we're going to be passing out Bibles and ice cream. Oh, uh, that's cool. Students will come up, and you know, you'll think they come for the ice cream, but you know what they're going to say? Hey, thanks, I don't actually have a Bible in my language. Or I've never actually read the Bible. I've always wanted a Bible, but I didn't know what to buy. Thank you. This life book is just one book of the Bible. It's the, the Gospel of Mark, and you can get as many as you want for free. Just ask your youth pastor. So I would say, write that down, talk to your friends, talk to your youth pastor after camp, and say, what do we do on October 7th, and how can we maximize this challenge? The last challenge that I want to give you is the Go Witness Challenge. This one's scary, guys. It is. But I'm still going to challenge you to do it. I'm going to challenge you to not just pray for open doors with your Pray 5, not just to pass out a Bible to your friends, but to actually go start conversations with your friends on campus after school. Even friends you don't know. What do you think about that? Anybody else would be like, nah, I'm out. I'll do the first two challenges, but not the second. Guys, this is such a cool opportunity. You would be surprised how many of your your peers on campus will have a conversation with you about God if you just ask them. Everyone thinks that they're going to be flogged or yelled at or whatever, but you would be surprised. Every once in a while, you meet a student that's like, I don't talk about God. You're like, okay, cool. That's fine. We don't have to talk about God. We'll walk away. You don't have to force anything, but you know that most of the time, if you were to walk up to someone and you were to say, hey, my name's Kelly, and I'm out here with some friends, and we're just talking to people about Jesus, can I sit and talk to you and see what you think about Jesus? Most of the time, they say yes. Because they have questions about Jesus. I talked to a student one time who said, I don't want to talk about God. And I said, are you sure? Because you kind of look like you want to talk about God. Because he was like kind of making this weird face at me. And he goes, okay, actually, I have a lot of questions about God. I've literally been Googling questions. And out of his backpack, he pulled all these books on God. And I was like, why didn't you just say yes when I asked you to sit down? And we had the coolest conversation about Jesus. It was so simple. And students, it's so simple to share your faith once you know how. So you guys could pick a day this year pick every Friday. You could pick whatever you want as a youth group or with your friends. Do it together. It's a lot easier to not go alone. First time I went witnessing, I couldn't get my mouth to open. I literally felt like it was like glued shut. I was so afraid. But as the Holy Spirit filled me with his power and I had a friend literally drag me like we're doing this, like we want, it's worth it to talk to people about Jesus. Then I had the coolest conversations with people about Jesus. So that's the challenge that I want to give you. More on that right now. Okay, um, last thing I want to share with you. I'm going to skip over a couple of these verses. And we're going to dive into just actually how do you share the gospel. We're going to spend the rest of our time just doing this very quickly. How do you actually share the, share the gospel? So if God gives you the door, open door, if God gives you the open door to share your faith, are you going to be ready? Do you actually know what to say? 
Do you actually know how to share your faith? If one of your friends says, tell me about your faith, do you actually even know what to say? So I want to give you some tools for that right now. On your worksheet, there are five steps to starting a conversation with, about Jesus. Five steps. Ready? Prepare for the conversation. Begin the conversation. Share the gospel. Invite them to respond and prepare for follow-up. That's the basics for how you have a conversation with somebody about the Lord. Most people get stuck. They want to do number three, but they're stuck at number one and two because they don't actually have to open their mouth and get started. So that's where we're going to get started today. And then after today, if you want more training on this, we have full training and great videos and all kinds of things that we can give you. So this is where you start. As we talked about, start to pray. Give the Lord your fears. Let him do it. Go out in the power of the Holy Spirit and watch God work. So prepare. Before you ever open your mouth, just ask the Lord to give you his words. I pray that often. Then second, begin the conversation. Do you want to, do you want to know how you begin a conversation? Can I pick on you? Do you want to know how you begin a conversation? Oh, not you. Can I pick on you? Do you want to know how you begin a conversation about the Lord? Yes. You begin. Whoa. I know, guys. Aren't you glad you came to my seminar? It's such deep stuff. You actually start opening your mouth and you start talking like I did over here. I said, hey, my name's Kelly and... That's it. You just like actually open your mouth and you begin to start the conversation. So what you're going to do is I'm going to teach you to do something called a transition question. Write this down. Transition question. This was really monumental in my walk with the Lord. A transition question goes something like this. Okay, what's your name? Joaquin. Joaquin. Say you do the Pray 5 challenge and you get to talk to your friend and you, want to, you get an opportunity to talk to him, right? And you're sitting and you're hanging out and you're doing, you play video games? You skate? What do you do? Okay, you're skating and you're like, how do I go from like skating to like talking about God? Like, I don't know, that's kind of weird. You literally could say something like, hey, Joe, my friend on my Pray 5 list. Hey, Joe, I've never asked you. What do you think about God? I don't actually know if you go to church and I've just been wondering. That's it. It's just a question. It's a transition question from go that goes from skating to God with a very simple question that makes sense for you. That's something that I would say. I want to ask my neighbor, hey, I've never actually asked you, what's your faith background? Did you grow up going to church? I don't actually know. That's a transition question. Guys, it takes the scariness and the awkwardness out of it. So you're going to do a transition question, then Joaquin's going to listen to his friend's response, and his friend's response is going to say something like, I don't know, God's like, cool, whatever. Whatever his response is, right? Then you get to then ask a permission question. Transition question, permission question. The permission question is this. Hey, thanks for sharing your thoughts. Do you mind if I share with you what I think about God? Let me say it again. Hey, thanks for sharing. Or whatever makes sense in your language. Hey, thanks for sharing. Do you mind if I share with you something that I, or share with you what I believe about God? And then you get to jump into the gospel. And here's the gospel, guys, in summary. Ready? This is the simple gospel that you can share with confidence, with clarity, all you got to do is like internalize the hope of God's word and practice it so that when you get the opportunity, you take it. And you're not like deer in the headlights like, what's my faith again? I don't remember. Here's the basic, uh, basic four steps of the gospel. Here's four steps for your handout. Ready? First, God created you to know him. So if I was going to talk to, who am I going to pick on now? Hmm. You? Can I pick on you? What's your name? Jonas. Jonas. Okay. So if I'm on campus or you're on my Pray 5 and I get the opportunity to talk to Jonas about, about my faith and I say, hey, Jonas, do you mind if I share with you what I believe about God? Permission question. And Jonas says, sure. Thank you for saying yes. That helps the, the presentation. Okay, so Jonas says, sure. I say, Jonas, I just want you to know that God created you. 
God created you to know him personally, and he wants to know you. God loves you. But the problem is, Jonas, is that you're a sinner. Plain and simple. Call it out, guys. They got to know. They know they're a sinner, but they got to know that your sin, Jonas, separates you from God. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that, but I have to tell you that because your sin is separating you from God. But the best news ever is that Jesus didn't leave you there. Jesus died on the cross to take the penalty of your sin to give you freedom. Guys, that's the best news ever. Think about all of your friends that are bound in sin and they have shame and they have hurt and they have purposelessness and they get to hear that Jesus died for them. And then you say, but Jonas, it's not enough just to know it. You actually have to do something about it. You actually have to repent of that sin and choose to follow Jesus. You can't just know, you have to actually follow Jesus. And then I would ask Jonas this very simple question so that it's not a really awkward ending. Jonas, what would keep you from giving your life to Jesus right now? And then we're back in a conversation. And it's that simple. You guys could succinctly take the Bible and all of the scariness of I don't know where to start and say five steps of the conversation, four parts of the gospel. I can do this. Absolutely, you can do this. So that is sharing the gospel in a nutshell. We get 30 minutes and there's way more we could give you. So to wrap this up, on your response card, uh, there are some places. If you're a Christian club leader, let us know. We'd love to help you. If you want to start a club, we'd love to help you. If you just want to do these challenges, we will, we're going to text you some really cool videos and things that you can do the Pray 5 challenge. You can share God's word and you can go witnessing and we can work with your youth pastors to help you guys be successful. So I am praying that with the people in this room, guys, look at me really quick. God can use you. You and you and you and you. In your sphere of influence, in your school, with your friends, God can use you. So let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for these students that came because they're willing, and so I pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit and that you would give them a vision for their friends and for their school and that you would help them to internalize the gospel so that they can say, I can do this. And Lord, would you fill them and do exceedingly abundantly more than you, we could ask or think. Thank you so much for each of their lives, and we're excited to see what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, you guys are heading out to your second seminar. You can drop your response cards right here at the end of the table.